Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Professor Matty D. And it was the stuttering nice professor that had the bad guy growing out the back of his head. Really? And Tom Maravo Riddle's name rearranged Ooh. spells, I am Lord Voldemort. Tom Marlboro Man uh, Riddle. Marvolo. That's it. It's Marvolo. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. Or spoilers. It certainly is. Because what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. And that's exactly what we're doing this week as we talk about Fantastic Beasts or the third installment in the Fantastic Beasts franchise, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Now, if you've been living under a rock this whole time, of course, the Fantastic Beasts series was a spin-off of the Harry Potter film series. And I suppose through extension, the Harry Potter book series, because they're both based on the same thing. So, Fantastic Beasts. I don't know if you actually had the book, Maddie D, but Fantastic Beasts. short book, right? And where to find them was essentially like a pamphlet that J.K. <laughs> Rowling released as like a part of comic relief. I think it was back in 2001. I actually had the the textbook myself along with the, the Quidditch book. The, yeah. like, what was it like? History of Quidditch winners or whatever it was. Right. Quidditch through the ages. It was a little green book and Fantastic Beast was like a, a red, tiny little book. Maybe maybe like 50 pages in the whole thing. They're going to build five movies off. So they officially call it a textbook, though. I don't think it's quite big enough to be a textbook, but there's text in it and it's a book, so I'm <laughs> calling it a textbook. And yeah, they, they somehow extrapolated that into a movie in 2016, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And that, of course, had a sequel in 2018 called Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. And yeah, like you said... They're trying to pull five movies out of this thing. And when I say thing, I mean, out of that 50-page little textbook <laughs> that had nothing to do with Harry Potter lore at all beyond creatures that I don't even think really appear in the book. So, the the textbook is just different creatures and the descriptions yeah. of those creatures, right? That's it's not, right. It's not a story. That's right, exactly. And Harry Potter and Ron have, like, little contributions that they insert in the margins. Right. And, you know, they put in, like, little doodles and stuff. There's, like, a, a stussy S in the back and, um, <laughs> like, a really detailed penis. Of course. As is standard in textbooks, you know. Uh, picture a Snape with uh, smelly lines drawn on. I'm pretty on. sure that actually is Did in it? the book. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's in it. So, let's get into it. Matty D, what is your history with the Harry Potter franchise? And more specifically, the Fantastic Beast film series. Yeah, right. Well, I read these books when I was a kid. Uh, when oh, yeah? Harry Potter fandom was at its peak really mm-hmm. enjoyed the books watched the movies really enjoyed the movies all of them i think are really good i enjoyed them at the time uh when this movie came out i was pretty open to it i was like this is great we get to visit their wizarding world again i'm excited for that and i watched that movie and you know what i liked the first fantastic yep, beast movie like the first fantastic beast movie yeah i have not seen the second one why the hell not <laughs> Because I had to pay for it. You've I didn't had want to. Years, you didn't want to pay for it. <laughs> didn't want to pay. For I like the first one. Don't want to support the <laughs> franchise though. No, no, no. I won't be paying. Look, for that I did. Movie. I did a little bit of reading into what happens in the second movie, and just based sure. on that, I, I was kind of turned off with the direction that they went. So okay. I, I just didn't want to watch it, and that's going to hurt my prediction. But that's essentially yeah. my history. Yeah, I, it is going to hurt. I your come, prediction. I come in as, as somewhat of a fan. Definitely a fan of the books. I think those books stand the test of time. Would you say you're still a Harry Potter fan to this day? Like right now in this room, are you still a Harry Potter fan? Yeah, I like I like Harry Potter. I'm excited for when they reboot. Not the- enough to pay to see the second <laughs> they, Fantastic Beast they- movie, though. No, no, not enough there. But uh, I, I'm I'm going to be excited when they finally reboot the series. I'll definitely watch that. 
Not a huge fan of the author these days, but that's a different story. Well, who is? But yeah. She's like the only like content creator in the world where it's the fans who are like, can you please stop sending me stuff, JK Rowling, <laughs> instead of the other way around? Yeah, yeah. But this this uh this franchise was such a huge part of my childhood, right? Mm. I remember reading the books, talking talking about It's a cultural touchstone of our mm. generation. Mm. Yeah, back when no one was really reading, certainly I was, and I was reading the Harry Potter books and uh, you know, those were the books that were acceptable to read when you were a kid. You actually wanted to buy them and read them and spend your afternoons yeah. reading them. And those movies were big movies that you would go and see and you'd be hanging out for the next one and you'd be comparing it to what happened in the books and you'd be discussing it with your friends and yeah, yeah. good times. I have a lot of fun memories of that there you go so my history it's somewhat similar to yours so i got into harry potter i'd say fairly early i think the third book had just come out and of course you know harry potter mania was sweeping the the universe and so i read the i actually got the first book for christmas around the time that the third book came out so i read that first book and devoured it and loved it and ran to my school library and and borrowed the second book and the third book on the same day. And they're like, you can only borrow one Harry Potter book at a time <laughs> because they're in such high demand here. Right. I think they had like four copies of each book because people were always like borrowing them. So yeah. I got my hands on the second book, ran home with that. And I was, you know, I had to wait a week to get the third book. But yeah, I devoured those books within like the space of two weeks and really loved those. Uh, I was around for the, the release of the fourth book. Do you remember when the fourth book came out and there were like lines, like people were pre-ordering yes. the book from the bookshops? Yeah. And there were like lines around the block to yeah. just to go in and get your copy of the book. I remember on that day, it was a Saturday. I think it launched on a Saturday. I was in the shopping center with my dad, in the mall with my dad. And we walked past the bookshop and there was just this huge queue for Harry Potter. I was just like, oh, I kind of want to get Harry Potter, dad. It's just like, well, we're not getting it from in there. And we literally walked into like a Kmart, <laughs> just a regular like department store. And there it was just sitting there on the shelf. And he's just <laughs> like, well, there you go, son. Fresh out of the box. Yeah, how much did he spend on that book, though? That's the question. Oh, I don't remember. I was a child. I don't remember. Mm. I think the, the fourth book came out, geez, maybe 2001. Roughly. Oh, even later than 2001. Maybe 2002. Oh, no. I think, I think you're right. I think about like 2000, 2001, because, yeah, Cause around, the around fifth that time. Book, the fifth book didn't come out until I was in high school, and I started high school in 2002, so it had to have been around that period. I yeah. guess that doesn't really matter for the story. So, I was a huge fan of the books up until about the fifth book, so- didn't really care for the fifth book. No. It's still my least favourite book of the series. It's a lot of people's favourite book of the There's series. There's a lot of nothing happening in that book. Well, it's a lot of stuff that I don't care about yeah. happening in that book. I wouldn't say nothing happens in it because it's 900 pages long. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff that I didn't care about. So, interestingly enough, the stuff that people generally don't like about Harry Potter is the stuff that I really like. And the stuff that people really like about Harry Potter is the stuff that I don't like. Okay, so what do you like about Harry Potter? So, I like the world building. Right. I like the idea like of that. their being like a school for, for wizards in this whole like secret world underneath our noses that nobody knows okay. about and everything's sort of hidden. So when they leave the school, you don't like that. And so when they get into like prophecies and like <laughs> teen angst and politics and, yeah. you know, this and that and the history, I'm like, well, I don't care about that. I just want to know what like what class is coming up <laughs> next and what potions they're going to be mixing up and what they do. <laughs> That was what I was interested in. I felt like those books, they grew with the audience. Yeah, of course. Though. That so, was the intention. And I thought that was really clever, right? So it got more angsty and more yeah. like, you know, more, more romantic, I guess, later on. And here's a bit of a revelation for everybody, and especially for you, Matty D. I don't like any of the Harry Potter movies, and I never have. Oh, really? So I saw the first movie. I was really excited. I was super keen. I went on opening day. Back in 2001, I went, no, sorry. Was it 99? No, it was 2001. Mm-hmm. Same year as Shrek. 
Yes. I went to opening day of Harry <laughs> Potter and, you know, the Philosopher's Stone, Sorcerer's Stone for our American listeners. So excited. And when I watched the movie, I'm like, they're missing this from the book. They're missing that from the book. And I'm like, oh, it's it's good, but it's not as good as well, the book. That, I thought that movie, out of all of them, is a really faithful adaptation of Absolutely. the book. Absolutely. You can kind of follow it page Absolutely. by page. There's a few things that's, that's missing, but like- It's the most faithful from book to screen adaptation. And I still, of course, I still went and saw the the second movie opening day. I had like my chocolate frogs that came with like the oh, little, that's the awesome. little cards and then a packet of like Bertie Bott's Every Flavor Beans. <laughs> and like, I was all excited to watch that movie. And I was like, yeah, again, like it's good, but it's like they're missing stuff from the book that I kind of wanted to see there. And like, I feel like we're missing out on certain elements. Yeah. And then it was just a downhill spiral from there. And then literally the last movie I saw was the fifth movie. And then I came out of the fifth movie with my arms folded. I'd be like, I fucking hate this film franchise. I'm never watching another one again. I haven't seen the last three movies. Really? Never oh, saw wow. them. And I also skim read the the last two books as well. Because yeah. I, I sort of like fell out of love with the franchise. And I was just like, oh, I'll skim read the sixth book. Oh, yep. Skim read the seventh book. There we go. Now I know what happens. And, you know, I wasn't really that satisfied. And yeah, never watched those movies. Okay. All right. So here's my question to you. What would you say is your favorite book of the franchise? Uh, I guess either the first one or the second one. Yeah. My my favorite's Order of the Phoenix. I just love the whole- That was my least favorite book. I love the Doris Umbridge uh, and, and just like screwing screwing around with her, you know, like fighting against the, the establishment. Oh, I, loved, yeah. I love that aspect it of it. It was very much like a metaphor for like fascism. And, love it. And going against that. But like- And she was such a good bad guy as well. I bought it. Or, like young teenage Kieran didn't want that from the series. <laughs> I'm like, this is not what I come to Harry Potter for. And uh, the second the second book as well was really fun when they got into like the lore of, you know, the castle and everything and the whole, yeah. the whole secret chamber. People were starting to die and there was a bit more like danger yes, to the world. Yes, yes. I, I agree with you. It so, was- I want... So, sorry. Sorry. No, that's right. But, like, from this series, or what I always wanted from the series, is, like, I wanted more, like, adventure. Like, I wanted more sort of, like, fantasy adventure rather than getting into, like, dark drama and politics. Mm. Like, that's not what I wanted at that age from those books. And right. it certainly wasn't what I wanted from those movies either. And I found, like, the tone of the movies when they got, like, beyond the third movie, or even maybe starting at the third movie, like, was really strange. They wanted to be, like, sort of dark and with really muted colours. But at the same time, they had, like, this weird sort of, like, slapstick comedy and awkward jokes in there that, like, they weren't from the books. The books had their own humour and then the movies had separate humour. Yeah. And I was like, what are they doing? Like, this feels really strange. And then I suppose I should get into my history with Fantastic Beasts as well, because I'd never seen any of the movies... And I'd never wanted to see any of the movies either. Like, when the first movie came out, I'm like, certainly never going to watch that. Like, really? I have no interest whatsoever. Because it looked fun. It did not look fun to me. Okay, right. I'm like, more of this stuff I don't really like? No, thank you. And of course, for this show for research, I sat down in one evening and watched both movies back to back. So I watched Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And I think I heard like a little monster just then. <laughs> was that you? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And the the crimes of Grindelwald back to back in one sitting, so five hour sitting. Yeah, there certainly weren't movies that I would have watched on purpose, especially that second movie. That second movie, you didn't watch it, but that second movie was a mess. Yeah, I heard enough about the and second movie. I had movie no idea what was going on in that plot, so I don't know how good my plot is going to be since I didn't understand what was going on in most of, in, in both of those movies. I didn't really understand what was going on beyond like you know it was like a live action sort of Pokemon movie before Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Because that first one. So, let's just talk about my impressions, and maybe this carries across to you as well. So, my impressions of what I thought the Fantastic Beast series was going to be, just based on reading that little textbook from when I was a kid, 
I thought it was going to be Newt Scamander globetrotting, going around the world, yep. getting into adventures in the wizarding world while trying to find like creatures for his menagerie yeah. or studying creatures for his textbook. I didn't think it was going to be him in New York City. His monsters get out of his case. He has to go around like it's card captors and collect them all again. Sorry, that was an obscure anime reference from... <laughs> out of all the references you could have pulled out, you could have pulled out a Pokemon reference. Well, that's literally the exact thing that happens in Card Captors. She right. opens up the box of cards and they get released into the city as monsters and she has to go around and, and hunt them all down. It's the exact same so plot. The, the Card Captor fans will get card that Captor reference. Card Captor Sakura, you know, with her wand. She even has a wand that she uses to get the, the monsters back into the cards. But still, so I wasn't expecting it to be like him going around, you know, got to catch them all. Mm collect all of my monsters back up. And then at the same time, we've got like wizard politics going on and like, oh, here's a child that's, you know, this child and who is he? And like, there's his mystery here and yep. he's got like a secret power, but we don't know who the child is. We got to find yep. the child for the, like the bad guy who's in disguise. And <laughs> there's all this stuff going on. And then the second movie, it was literally like, there was no reason to have Newt's commander in it at all because it's literally like, oh, Grindelwald is running around. He's trying to like start a war against the muggles. And he's trying to recruit followers and essentially he's being like a, you know, half-hearted Voldemort. Yeah. And we've got all these wizarding politics and no real sort of interaction with monsters at all. So Newt's command is just sort of there for the ride while this huge ensemble of other characters is just sort of bouncing around trying to stop the bad guys. And so I really feel like, and especially watching the, the trailers and stuff for this movie, I really feel like they're going really far away from the premise or at least what I thought the premise was. If this series was like Indiana Jones, but with uh, mythical beasts... That might be a cool concept, but that's not what they're going for here. No, no. I remember when this movie came out and the buzz about this movie, a lot of it was this was going to be a Harry Potter movie that was primarily set in America. So there was a lot of talk about the American equivalent to Hogwarts and, and that kind of thing. So I think they really geared- Well, they didn't explore that at all. No, they didn't. Movies. They absolutely didn't. But they kind of geared this movie. I think they geared this movie to be like an American Harry Potter is what they've tried sure. to do. But now, it, as you said, it's kind of geared away from that anyway. And now it's become like the backstory of the Albus Dumbledore Grindelwald. Award. Yeah. So, Fight. my theory is across these five movies, because we've already established that they've announced, you know, there's going to be five movies in the series. Uh, yeah, no. My theory is that it's leading up to either A, when Harry Potter is born, so like the rise of Voldemort and, you know, when Voldemort kills the parents and, you know, leaving off where Harry Potter starts, or it's going to lead up to when like Lily and James are at Hogwarts. Really? And we're going to see them sort of like, it's not going to be a movie about them, but they're just going to be involved in like a loose way in the background. Like we'll see them and it'll be a cute cameo. Yeah, so you think it might it might end with the Order of the Phoenix being established? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm <laughs> my plot may say other things, but right. yeah, we'll get into that soon. Because so, there's nothing, there's no information we have about what these next two movies are going to be, which is so hard because yeah. when I looked at this movie, the third movie coming out, I was like, oh, this will be the climax. This will be where we see the final fight, the final epic fight between Albus Dumbledore and Grindelwald. They're going to build up to that. But they've got five movies. Yeah. So now so this I'm, is the middle movie. So yeah, this is the middle movie. So what really can you do in the middle movie unless you do what you say and then build it to the to the birth of that's, Harry Potter? I think that's absolutely what they're so, doing. But I don't think they're going to do that. Well, what's and your theory then? My theory is just they're going to keep writing this franchise out. And well, where can they go? They've only got so much time. Just a lot of film. I think what's going to happen, and I was going to go into it with my plot, but I think what's going to happen is this is going to be a middle movie, yeah, and the two the two follow up movies are going to be essentially like a Infinity Wars Endgame scenario, where it'll be oh, an like entire a, a double climax, feature sort of like two parter. Which I might be, 
I might be giving away my sort of plot predictions early, but I think that those two movies are going to cover the big final fight between Grindelwald and Albus Dumbledore. I'm actually shocked, to be honest, after the last movie that they actually made a third movie. I am very shocked. I know they set it up for this movie to happen. Yeah. But I don't know how much money that last movie made, but like plot-wise, oh boy, it felt like they were running out of juice, to be honest. Harry Potter fans are loyal. They're like Star Wars fans. If something's bad- Marvel fans. Yeah. They'll they'll still go watch it because they they love the world and, you know, who can blame them? The world is great. So, as long as you're producing something from that world, they'll buy in. Yeah, I think that leads us neatly into talking about this movie here, The Secrets of Dumbledore. So, as we already discussed, this is the third installment of the Fantastic Beasts series and the 11th movie in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter film series overall. So, what do we know about this movie so far, Manny D, aside from that it's the third movie of a five-part series? Yeah, so we have a few trailers for this movie. I think there's about three or four in total. Three or four? I only found two. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, your plot's going to be so much better oh, than mine. Oh, so though. much better. Not really. I don't think... You don't see a lot of new information from any of the trailers. It's, it's essentially what we see is Grindelwald is building up momentum in his movement, in his magical revolution against the Muggles. Uh, he's gaining power. Albus Dumbledore, I guess, is deciding to go after him, but he's got this blood pact with mm-hmm. Grindelwald, so he can't physically kill him or stop him. And I guess he assigns all the old cast of characters that we've seen in the old movies to come together and go on some mission. It's not really clear what they do. We see that they go to Hogwarts uh, at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see that there's a little bit of globe trotting to different places. Yep. What is going to be the actual plot of this movie is very, very unclear. It's just a lot of images of places and people we know in in the magical world. Well, you're going to have to come up with a plot. Yeah. Uh, I guess from the title, the fact that it is the secret of Dumbledore. Secrets. Secrets of Dumbledore would allude to the fact that we would have the backstory of Dumbledore's sister. And we certainly see- Dumbledore's sister? Yeah. I I didn't know he had a sister. Oh, okay. Um, Can you tell me about his sister? uh, You're going to have to help me out now. It appears in my plot, so I can go into it. You're saying that I can just steal it from your (laughs) plot? Is that what you're saying? Is this pre-established lore and knowledge that yes. we know from the previous... Okay, yeah. you've got to realise I haven't watched all of the movies. You read the so books, though. It's I skim-read them. It's in the books. Which book is it in? It's in one of the later ones. Okay, I skim-read that book. I don't remember what happened in it. <laughs> what can you tell me? Just for What did the audience already know? Okay, so essentially, from what we know from the backstory uh, of Dumbledore's life, is he had a sister. His sister was bullied... By muggles for using magic or she was like abused or something. I I can't remember what the actual context is. But in any case, she's so traumatized by this that she can't control her magical powers. So her parents decide that they're going to keep her at home and not let her leave. And it's uh, Albus Dumbledore, uh, his brother uh, that we see in the movie, by the way. Yep. We see him in the movie and and the sister. And the sister kind of feels like she's imprisoned. And I guess she sort of develops a lot of a lot of issues, right? Okay. Uh, eventually, Dumbledore's parents, I believe, die and he becomes the sole carer of okay. his sister. Yep. And he looks after her and I guess kind of protects her. Eventually, when Dumbledore's about 14, I believe that's when he meets Grindelwald and they become friends or lovers, if you're kind of reading between the lines there. Well, J.K. Rowling on Twitter said that they had an intense, quote, an intense sexual relationship. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, I believe they move into... I don't know how much you could read into that. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, once you knew Dumbledore was gay, it was very obvious that they were were lovers. That was a retcon anyway. That wasn't something that was in the books. Yeah, because the books did say that they lived together, they boarded together, they were very close. So, you could kind of draw those They said the same thing about Nicholas Flamel, so... True, 
True. But uh, when Dumbledore and uh, Grindelwald have their falling out, they have a fight with each other. And it's, I believe it is uh, Dumbledore and his brother against Grindelwald. And in the crossfires of this duel, uh, sister the sister dies. Really? Yep. So okay. Dumbledore has- Wow. I really Man. hope I'm getting this law right, by the way. But uh, Gr- uh, Dumbledore is racked with guilt. His brother blames him for the death of his uh, sister, and it's essentially oh, what- Oh, yes. okay. So- Things are coming together in my head now. <laughs> if we hadn't talked about this, I would have been fucked. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. So, so the, we see in the trailer his brother's very cold to him, and I think that's yeah. a huge part. Well, that was something in the, the books as well, wasn't it? Don't yeah, they meet? He, he punches him in the face in the books. I, right? I don't at remember a, at a, at I just remember him being prickly, but- um- yeah, um, they don't get along for that reason. And, and that must have been when they had the explanation of what happened. Probably, yeah. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. And but obviously, I was only like half paying attention. <laughs> You're like, that. there's no magic classes here. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, they don't even go to Hogwarts in that seventh book. Yeah, so yeah, Dumbledore's racked with guilt. That's a big reason why he becomes a, a teacher, I think. He, you know, it sort of steers his life in a certain okay. direction. And because he has the blood pact, he can't sort of, I guess, get back at Grindelwald, right? So yeah, that's, that's what I think they mean when they talk about the secrets of Dumbledore. Okay. It's going to be that. And I looked at the cast right, okay. list and, and- So, I'm going to have to, like, I'm going to have to insert this stuff <laughs> into my plot because otherwise I'm not going to be right at all. I, did, I can't believe you didn't know that. I did not know that. So, like I said, you know, I, the, the Harry Potter book series and film series hasn't really been something I've thought about in a very long yeah. time. Like I said, I haven't seen those last couple of movies. So, yeah, I don't have a lot of that information. I read the books when they came out. That was high school. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm in my 30s now. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, I guess you miss those details there. I, I saw that she's cast in this movie. Or oh, there's okay, a, there's right. There's an actress dedicated to her. And I thought that she appeared in the second movie, but maybe I'm wrong. You've seen the second movie, so you can That's tell right. me otherwise. Uh, did she appear I, in the mirror? I don't remember. Like I said, I didn't really know what was going on half the time. Like right. They would show stuff. And I guess having, if you know the Harry Potter book series or film series, you're supposed to know the context, but I didn't quite understand everything. So, there were elements there that I didn't quite get. So, yeah, I I suppose that will speak to my plot and just my overall understanding of what's going to happen. But, yeah. So, before we continue any further, would you like to hear the official synopsis for this movie? Yeah, I've read this synopsis. It's not very useful. So, it goes, Professor Albus Dumbledore... You know, it's a, a movie about Newt's Commander when the plot synopsis starts with Professor Albus Dumbledore yes. knows the powerful dark wizard Gellert Grindelwald is moving to seize control of the wizarding world. Unable to stop him alone, he entrusts magi-zoologist Newt Scamander <laughs> of all people. Anybody, anybody in the Ministry of Magic, any, any what are they called, auras or yeah. whatever? Nah, we need Newt. We need magi-zoologist Newt Scamander to lead an intrepid team of wizards, witches, and one brave muggle baker on a dangerous mission where they encounter old and new beasts. Oh, there we go. Thank goodness they're returning to formula here and clash with Grindelwald's growing legion of followers. But with the stakes so high... How long can Dumbledore remain on the sidelines? Yeah, Dumbledore, get in there. This is your fight. I thought We've read Harry Potter. We know that from your, your chocolate frog card, it says on the back, defeater of the dark wizard Grindelwald. We know what's going to happen. <laughs> get in there. Have a scrap, Dumbledore. <laughs> Pull your finger out. Jesus Christ. Yeah, jeez, Dumbledore. Sitting on the sidelines. You know who I think is actually sitting on the sidelines? Newt Scamander. Newt Scamander. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's talk about who's in this movie and then we can get into what we think is going to happen because I I get the feeling this is going to be somewhat of a long one just given the conversation so far and given how much stuff we actually have to cover. So, of course, returning as Newt Scamander himself, the magi-zoologist, is Eddie Redmayne, who, of course, you might know from the Theory of Everything, which was the Stephen Hawking biopic where he played Stephen Hawking. 
He was in The Danish Girl, where he played The Danish Girl. And he was also in Les Mis as well, that film adaptation from a couple of years ago. So, yeah, thoughts on Newt Scamander? We've talked about him a little bit. I like the actor. In the first movie, I, I, I liked him. I was like, this sure. is a really interesting character. He, he was a lot of whimsy. He was kind of charming in a nice way. I kind of charming, him. yeah. Um, what I'm seeing in the trailer, I, I don't like, I like it. I like how he kept saying in that first movie, like, oh, people don't tend to like me. I'm like, yeah, no shit. I don't like you. There's <laughs> a lot of weird acting choices going on yes. there. I just don't know what's going on. He's, it's, he's a very he's unusual fine. character. It's quirky, but like, he's not really in the movies these much these days to like warrant being the lead character. Yeah. All right, next up, playing the character of Albus Dumbledore himself is Jude Law, the third actor to ever portray uh, Albus Dumbledore on the big yes. on the big screen. And of course, he, most famous role ever, he was Yon Rog in Captain Marvel, our first ever <laughs> podcast. He was. Well, we thought he was Captain Marvel, thanks to Disney's promotional mm-hmm. material, but of course they lied to throw us off the track that he was actually the secret bad guy of that movie. Yeah. Man, all right. Thoughts on Albus Dumbledore in this film series? You haven't seen the second movie, so you don't have an opinion, do you? Was he in the first? No, he wasn't. In he the was first. in the second movie. He was in the second movie. Uh look. Uh, yeah, fine. Um, what what can I say? Yeah, fine. I, I yeah. think yeah, fine. He does a good job of emulating Michael Gambon from the yeah. other Harry Potter movies. Yeah. I don't really appreciate that the like the portrayal done by uh, Richard Harris has just been swept under the rug. Which I really was a great one. portrayal. I thought it was way closer to how I imagined him mm. in my head than uh, Michael Gambit's sort Me of like too. half gangster version of yeah. uh, Albus Dumbledore, always pissed off. Yeah, the the angry Irishman. Who the hell is that guy? Yeah, exactly. No, I I really liked that that original Richard portrayal. Harris, yeah. I thought I thought he nailed it. It was straight from the book, and as far as I'm concerned, absolutely. So I've always had like a sour impression of Michael Gambon's Albus Dumbledore. And this looks like it's just a continuation. So Jude Law's Albus Dumbledore is um, a sort of like a continuation, a younger, more uh, optimistic version of uh, Dumbledore. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think because that Dumbledore is a, is a darker Dumbledore, that's the direction they want to yeah. go in with these movies. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he does a good job, but, you know, we'll see where it goes. He's obviously, you know, they're obviously setting him up to be the main character of the yes. next few movies. Yeah. If he isn't already. So, next up, playing the character of Gellert Grindelwald himself is Maz Mikkelsen, of course, replacing Johnny Depp from the previous movie. The third person to play Grindelwald yeah, as well. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. So, of course, we know uh, Maz Mikkelsen as Lachie from Casino Royale. He was Hannibal in the TV series Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do people know him from? Uh, he was in that weird movie that had no sound. <laughs> Well, they're all oh, in. That uh, one. They're all in like purgatory or something. I've, I can't say I've seen that one. Sounds interesting, but yeah. So Grindelwald. Yes. Thoughts on Grindelwald. Thoughts on uh, Mads Mikkelsen oh, as Grindelwald. I can't keep up with every actor that's uh, that's portraying him. I like Maz is always great in everything, right? I cast so he, him in one of my movies. He's great. It was Colin Farrell in the first movie. Yes. But he was in disguise. That was Johnny Depp in disguise. Yes. Johnny Depp in the second movie with a weird eye yep. for, for like no real reason, even though. All the footage we've seen of Grindelwald in the past does not look like that. No. And now he's, you know, just proto-Hitler. Yeah. Well, I guess that's what Grindelwald was always yes, supposed exactly. to be. I mean, Voldemort is as well, but he's just like early version Hitler, right? Mads um, Mikkelsen, he's good at playing a bad guy. I'm sure he'll do a good he is, job here. He is, he is, he is. Um, it's, yeah, I, you know, I, I guess the big news about this is the controversy and why Johnny Depp is not. Uh, yeah. recast in the role. So, there already was controversy in the previous movie, yes. and then it's just continuing controversy for different reasons as to why he's not in this current movie, because mm. I think he was in court over... What was he in court for? Domestic violence? I can't he remember. He was originally, yeah. Domestic violence. And so, that's why he's not in this one. 
Yeah. But JK was just like, I like to look past people and just look at them as an actor, which is why he was in the second movie. You know, if people are transphobic, you know, I just want to look past that. Yeah, exactly. Um, he, you know, he still got paid for this movie, by the way. He got like $16 million because oh, he, really? in his contract, it's if he doesn't get the well, work. They probably just fell out of JK Rowling's back pockets. So. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. But in his contract, if he if he's cast for a role, it's like a play or pay clause in his contract. Okay, I see. Which if he doesn't... Well, he probably knew at that point, he's just like, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to stick around for, guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that in the second movie, they would have got rid of him if they didn't have to pay him. So they're like, oh, screw it. We'll, we'll, just, yeah. we'll just put him in there just to pay him. And I think there was backlash from that. So like, oh, just screw it. Let's just give him the paycheck and move on. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Returning as uh, Credence Barebone or Aurelius Dumbledore, as he's better known, is Ezra Miller. So, of course, we know as playing the Flash in the DC Cinematic Universe, as well as he was the... I can't remember the character's name, but he was the gay brother in Perks of Being a Wallflower. That was the first time yes, I really... he was. He was. That was the first time I really paid attention to Ezra Miller. Yeah. So, he is a big part of the previous two movies... It was, of course, revealed that he was Dumbledore's secret long-lost brother. Or well, so we think. At the end of the, the previous movie. Or so we think. You're not, you're not convinced about not that. Not at all. Okay, interesting. Uh, so, yeah, what are, you, what are your impressions of uh, Credence Barebone or Aurelius Dumbledore well, in this he, circumstance? He seems to be the linchpin of this whole franchise so far. They're building he, up. He died in the first movie, Matty D. <laughs> and then he was just suddenly back with no explanation in the second movie. <laughs> I have a few theories there, but um, yeah, it seems like they're building with something with him. He's going to be very important to the future. I like that he has a completely different look going on in each movie. He's got the long hair, you know? He's got long hair this time. He had a bowl cut in the first movie. He had like short, he looked more punkish in the second yeah, movie. Yeah, I, I think his whole role in this is the, you know, sympathetic villain. We're going to want to... Sympathetic, huh? Yeah. We fucking gonna, hate this character. We're, we're going we're gonna to want him to be saved, right? He's had such an abusive upbringing. We're like, oh no, maybe Dumbledore can reach him and... Yeah. You know, he keeps turning to the dark side. Yeah. The real dark side, because i got a real strong opinion on this. He's a real Kylo Ren, if you will. Yeah. Real Adam Driver from Star Wars style character. Whiny bitch. Which <laughs> is evil, and we're supposed to be like, ooh, he's a creepy bad guy. Don't like him, eh? Let's just sort of breeze through the rest of the actors, just because they're. You know, I don't think they're going to have that big of an impact on this movie, whether, they want them, whether that's intentional or not. So next up, returning as the character of Tina Goldstein is Catherine Waterston. Of course, I think appeared in the Steve Jobs biopic, talking about biopics early with the theory of everything. Next up, we have returning as the character of Jacob Kowalski, his Dan Fogler, who, of course, was in uh, great cinematic classics like uh, Balls of Fury, Good Luck Chuck. Um, the comic relief of this movie. Absolutely. But everyone, like, isn't Newt Scamander already the comic yeah, relief? Yeah, I guess so. He needs, like, a sidekick who's, like, even so, more embarrassing than him. That's the big thing with this trailer. Jacob gets a wand, which is a big that's no-no. Right. So, it's just, like, there's a lot of people speculating that Jacob might have magic in his blood or his background. That's why he gets a wand. But, but there was um, a big to-do about that in the second movie. Mm. So, I don't know how they'd be able to retcon what they already said in the yeah. second movie about how there's absolutely no way that he is magic whatsoever. Well, I just want to say it on the show in case it comes to pass. All right. We mentioned it. All right, fair enough. So next up, returning as Queenie Goldstein is Alison Sudol, who of course is a musician, and she's probably most famous for being Queenie in the Fantastic yes. Beast movies, at least film-wise anyway. And she can read minds. She can, well, the char- well, the character can read minds. I'm sure the actor can I as don't well. think Alison Sudol can. Yeah, who knows? And returning as Theseus Scamander from the previous movie is Callum Turner, of course is Newt Scamander's brother. Again, he's most famous for appearing in the Fantastic Beasts movies. And interestingly enough, Theseus is Newt Scamander's older brother. He's eight years younger than Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> What's going on there? And he clearly looks younger than yes, him too. Yes, he does. So I don't get like why they're like, oh, it's my older brother, Theseus. 
couldn't they have just cast anybody else? Someone who is just slightly older. I'm guessing uh, that, yeah. like, J.K. Rowling had, like, a say in the casting and she's just like, I just want to get in all these stud muffins <laughs> in my Maybe. movie. Oh, dear, so I can, like, sit with them in the interview circuit and, you know. She's not up. allowed in the interview circuit anymore. Oh, she, she still is. Is she? Me, yeah. Oh, no. I saw her doing uh, stuff for the second movie. And next up, playing the new character of Professor Eulalie Lally Hicks is Jessica Williams, who was in the masterpiece Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Wow, classic movie. And last and certainly not least, well, maybe least, uh, returning in the character of Yusuf Kama. Kama, Kama, I'm just going to say Kama. Kama Chameleon. Yeah, is William Nady Lamb, who is a French actor, and his most famous Western role, of course, is playing Yusuf Kama. Mm. In the Fantastic Beast movie, he was in the second movie. He was out for revenge against uh, Aurelius slash Credence. That's right. That's right. You didn't see that movie. No, but I read. You about read it. about it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly. The and same then, as and then he turns into a good guy, right? Well, he was a good guy already. Yeah, he was out to get the bad guy. So yeah, I guess so. But then it turns out he was wrong. So two babies died in that second movie. Oh, wow, on screen. And uh, well, one was implied, and we saw a dead body of a baby floating in the ocean. Jesus, but, uh, really? I'm like, okay, so we're having like Jacob drinking giggle water over here, and then the next scene we've got like a baby <laughs> dead floating dead in the water, and a baby being shot to death, well, blasted to death by a magic spell by Grindelwald. I'm uh. like, what are they doing in these movies? What is going on? Mm. It was a mess, that second movie. All right, speaking of messes, let's get into what we think is going to happen in this upcoming movie. Yes, and I'm going first, right? You're going first. I went first in Sonic 2. Speaking of messes, let's do this. Because I have no idea, Kieran. I'm not confident at all. Well, it already Uh, sounds like you have an edge on me because you knew the whole sister aspect, which I didn't. Well, let's see if that plays into the plot at all. But um, look, I I really struggled. I think the trailer doesn't give anything away, which makes it really hard. But I just want to say straight off the bat that I think that... Based on the fan reception of a lot of the decisions they've made in the second movie, and I'm just getting that from reading people's reactions and reading reviews and things like that, I think that they're going to retcon a lot of what happened in the second movie and sort of... Well, they already did that in the second movie, so the second movie already retconned almost everything that they did in the first movie. So, is it going to be a course correction or a continued retcon? It's going to be a course correction, I think. And I think that they're going to be also retconning a lot of things from the original Harry Potter world, and you'll see what I mean when I say that. Okay, interesting. All right, okay, I have a theory about your plot straight off the bat, and I don't want to ruin anything, but are you under the impression that Ezra Miller's character, be it Aurelius or Credence, is secretly a certain like evil wizard from the future? Is that where you're going with this? Because I certainly don't think that. I might be. Look, I'll get into it, but... uh, but I, me. I'm doing plot predictions of Matty D's <laughs> plot predictions. <laughs> Don't spoil it, Kieran. Um, That's why I didn't say anything. I also think, and this is very subjective, that this movie will be very underwhelming. I think that. <laughs> oh, wow. I think that it's going to be a filler of a movie where it's going to be a lot of time passing, but not a lot of actual plot, plot elements yeah. in the overall movie in the overall franchise. It's a lot of wasting time. A lot of spinning e- of wheels. Exactly. Exactly. And I just want to say that Clarence, even though it was, I it was it was revealed that he is Clarence. Like, what was his name? Credence. Credence. Called him Clarence all through my plot. I called him Credence Clearwater Revival all the way through that first movie. So like, at the end, like the last half, like the last third of the movie, every character was just going, Credence, 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 Credence. And every time I go Clearwater Revival, Clearwater Revival, because I am hilarious when, I, <laughs> you're when so I'm at funny. home. By, by yourself? Yes. <laughs> okay. So I just want to say Credence, I don't think will be Dumbledore's brother or Lestrange's brother. I think there's going to be another reveal 
with with his role in this overall universe. But that being said, let me get started on what I actually think well, is going to happen. he's not the stranger's brother because they covered that in the yes, second movie. Yes, 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 yes. But I don't think he's Dumbledore's half-brother or whatever they're going with there. I think that is going to be- Sorry, no, Lestrange's son, not brother. Right, right. Was it, so, it was his son. That's right. Her that's son, right. sorry. No, his son. His son, so right. So, Bellatrix Lestrange isn't born yet, so uh, I don't know why she'd be knocking around. So, it was her grandfather, I believe, right. who- or maybe great-grandfather, or some relation. So, he kidnapped uh, a family, essentially, and forced a woman into being a sex slave, which was, by the way, the second time that happened in that movie, <laughs> because that also happened to Jacob with Queenie. She kidnapped him and forced him to be, like, her sex slave. Even though they were, like, already romantically attached, yes. she brainwashed him into believing... I think she brainwashed him into believing he was a wizard, so they could legally, like, be married. Right, yeah, I read that. So, that was kind of messed up, but... Um, it's so, all for love, so it's all good. Lestrange, he kidnapped the family, like Yusuf's, I think, mother? Yeah, it was his mother. She, they kidnapped, he kidnapped the mother and then essentially forced her into being a sex slave. She gave birth to a child on a ship, on a cruise ship. A child swapped the babies around. They swapped Aurelius between the Lestrange child and took the Lestrange child, meaning that Aurelius Dumbledore, a.k.a. Credence Barebone, was not actually a Lestrange child. The, the ship sank. And the baby drowned, and the surviving baby right. was Credence, Credence, aka Aurelius. So yes. this guy is just having a massive throughout all these. Yeah, movies, he's like, who the hell am I? He's having a massive crisis of like identity. It's like there's bad writing, just yes. creating my backstory every and five minutes. It's one minutes. person writing these fucking movies. I mean, yeah. they've got like someone fleshing it out into script form, but mm. like, is J.K. Rowling writing these movies? Is she like, writing it? Yes, yeah, she's, it- she's written all three. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know she was actually the responsible for yes. writing it. Absolutely. Oh, there you go. Well, maybe it might, you know, maybe there is an overarching uh, franchise because it just seems to be like they're just, you know, reacting to the next movie almost. Yeah, it feels anyway, that way. Anyway, let me let me go with my plot. So, we're going to open with a flashback. Surprise, surprise. Yep. Uh, and it's going to be the retelling of Dumbledore's sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good guess. Are they kids? Ariana. They have to be kids, right? Yeah, they are kids. So, we will see child Ariana sitting by a window in Godric's Hollow. That old location. Oh, I think we did see her in the previous movie. Shit. Okay. I think yep. I think she yeah. was. I think she was well, in the I, second movie. I don't movie. think I knew who she was. She. I think she appeared in She's that. In Godric's Hollow Eye. Mirror. Yes, said. she is. Okay. Yes. They live there in the book, so that's why I think they're going to be there here. Okay. So it'll be a very yellow filter. <laughs> that's really important okay. to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, young Albus will enter the house, and Ariana will lament that her parents don't let her outside like her brothers. And young Albus will comfort her and tells her that sometimes hard things must happen to protect those you love. Ariana will ask Albus if the world really is that scary, and Albus will say something like, "It can be, but I'll always be there to protect you." And we'll hit. Uh, a cloudy visual with the film's logo yep. and also the Wizarding World logo. Now, you never give me points for saying this, but I hope you do in the future because it's the only thing I'll get right. What? That the logo is going to appear in the movie? <laughs> yes, in that way. Okay. <laughs> All right. And, and it's going to be end credits at the end of the movie too. <laughs> yeah. I want a point for that too. All right. <laughs> I need him. I need him for this. There may be a, a beginning, middle and end to this movie okay. if we're lucky. So because- points for that. <laughs> Two points. I hear that there's going to be actors playing characters <laughs> in the movie. Can you? All right, fair enough. Move on. All right. So, because we saw Albus as a child, uh, we're going to see him in present day as Jude Law, wandering through some markets. Present day, you say? Present day. That's present day, wow. 1930s. Yes. Okay. Present day for the movie, but you know, it's set, set in that world there. Wandering through a market. Yes, wandering through a He's market. Trying to buy some oranges, and it, then some assassins come out and shoot him. Trying to buy some socks. Come on. 
It's what he wants. Okay, fair enough. And all of a sudden, a golden snitch will fly up to him, just like we see in the trailer. He you know, grabs it, and inside there'll be a piece of paper. Now, it'll be made clear later that it's going to be details as to where Grindelwald is located. Don't ask me who sent the snitch. That's just what I think is going to happen. Okay. Now, we're going to see our hero. The hero. Killer of the screen time over here, Newt Scamander. He's going to be on a raft with his little stick insect friend. I don't know. Does this thing have a name? Who knows? Yes. It does. What's its name? It's a bow truckle. Okay, cool. Uh, the stick insect thing. They're going to be in Louisiana. Uh, he Louisiana, cre- so they're in the bayou. They are there, definitely in the bayou. He's going on, he's seeing Creedence Clearwater Revival. Born in the bayou. <laughs> I hope so. It's in America, set in America, come on. So we're going to hear a huge roar. So they're creeping up to this like little swampy bayou area. We hear a huge roar. Now the creature it's that- a gator. <laughs> it's just a gator, just a regular gator. He's the crocodile hunter now. Um, what matter of monster is this? <laughs> it's a regular swamp gator. <laughs> <laughs> the wizards are like uh, rocking on the rocking chairs, like get out of my property. <laughs> yeah. um, so the creature's going to be, and I'm going to butcher this name: a Rogaru, 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 Rogaru. It's uh, what it is. Is it's uh, it's sort of like a the head of a wolf and the body of a human, but it's a monster in. This is lore. It's and and I think it might have been in the Fantastic Beasts book, but it's uh it's sure. a magical creature that exists in this area. So I just thought, well, it's got to be it's got to be this thing, right? I'll, that's my best guess for it. So sure. Newt will try to do his regular thing of trying to tame it, and he's going to be quirky and funny, uh, and just he does like a dance for it. He does a dance for it, and just plays as he- the banjo. And it, <laughs> it, he has like a dueling banjos moment with it, and just as he's trying to be quiet, he hears something rustling, and he turns around, and it's Theseus. Oh, no. His brother. His brother, that's right. Now, Theseus is- Theseus, brother of his commander. <laughs> Call back to an old to an old episode yeah. there. Uh, so, Theseus is trying to be quiet, but he's doing a terrible job at it. He's not as apt as Newt is. And Newt will motion to him to be quiet, but, you know, Theseus will step on a twig, catches the oh, attention no, of- Oh, no, not the bow truckle. Yes. Oh, no! He dies early. Uh, catches the attention of the monster. This prompts an action scene in which the- the Rogaru, whatever that is, goes and attacks them. Now, while they're trying to evade the monster's attacks, Theseus will explain sort of in like this kind of, you know, running away motion as things are swinging at them and things are flying at them yeah. that he's been- I like sent- that you're doing the actions, yeah, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an audio format, but I like to be visual sometimes. Sure. So he tells uh, he tells his brother that he's been sent by the Ministry of Magic to collect him for Albus Dumbledore, and it involves Grindelwald. Uh, and his magical revolution. Now, the two brothers will manage to escape by the skin of their teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll manage to get on the raft and sail away. And just as we're worried about the little stick insect creature, you know, it'll jump off and Newt will catch it in his hand. Right. You know, just because we have that moment there. Last minute saved and the monster will be left roaring behind them. Now, Theseus will be calming down and Newt will be happy because he managed to grab a handful of toenail clippings, which is what Ew. he came for. The entire time, what it's new, right? Oh, I don't know. He collects them. He, you know, he, he's researching whatever. I put them in jars <laughs> with samples of my own eyelashes. <laughs> he's got a little bit of a creepy vibe yes. to it. Could be. He's got like that little suitcase that he's got another suitcase where you don't want to go in that one. <laughs> That's where I keep parts of women that I've collected. <laughs> yeah, he oh, kidnaps dear. women and keeps them in his briefcase. Yeah. So Newt. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Back to a lighter lighter topic. Newt will ask some more questions, but Theseus will tell him that his instructions were that they were to meet Dumbledore at Hogsmeade and mm-hmm. everything will be revealed there. So they arrived at the snow-capped Hogsmeade. We loved that location in the book. Loved it in the movies. I'm glad it's making an appearance here because we oh, see yeah. it in the trailer. Uh, and... I hope someone is drinking butterbeer here. Otherwise, we write. Why Why have it here? If no point making that. the movie if there's no <laughs> exactly. butterbeer in it. Exactly. Exactly. 
Now they'll enter and they're greeted by a surly man. Uh, after answering his questions about the business, they like, have, are you Dumbledore? And he's like, yes. <laughs> it is It is revealed that he is Albus's brother and this location is going to be the Hogshead Inn, uh, mm. just like in the books. So Albus will then appear and greets the two brothers and they'll sit at a table in the inn and they'll and he will tell them that they have to go and stop the momentum of Grindelwald's revolution. But due to his blood pact that we saw in the previous movies, which is illustrated by a pendant, like it's it's actually a physical thing that he has, yeah, that's right. he can't go himself. So he has to assemble a team to go stop him and it needs to be a secret team. So he's decided to find his most trusted allies. So so that's what he's doing. He's getting he's recruiting his friends, people who sure. can be under the radar. So Newton Theseus will ask who else that who else Dumbledore had in mind, and he and Dumbledore will say, you know, I got a few people, I got a few people I'm yeah, gonna a few call out. Key to. People. Yeah. And by the way, it should be mentioned that uh Albus's brother and Albus will have a very prickly relationship. We see yeah, that in the course. trailer. Now, just as Dumbledore is saying, I got a few people in mind, we're gonna see Jacob heading back to his bakery. And all of a sudden, uh, what's the school teacher's name? Yulali. Yulali? Yeah, it's Yulali. Yulali. But they call her Lally. Oh, well, that's going to be easy for me. So Lally Hicks suddenly appears. She's an American's charms professor. Uh, they have a back and forth about Jacob not wanting to go on another adventure. Uh, when it becomes clear that they really need Jacob, he reluctantly agrees to go Why with Why do they need her. Jacob? I'm getting to that. Jacob's importance- They need someone to be the comic relief. They need someone to be the comic relief. No, Jacob's importance here is that he has this relationship with Queenie who's with Grindelwald, and mm-hmm. they feel to save Queenie, the best chance they have is Jacob. Jacob can well done. A- Jacob can appeal I've to I've got her. exactly the same thing in my plot. Well done. Right. Now, they all end up on a train. Now, I don't think this will be the Hogwarts Express. Originally, I thought they port keyed to a train because that's what it looked like in the trailer, but it's pretty clear that they, they're there before then, so yeah, hopefully I'm yeah, right yeah. there. So it's just going to be a regular train that they're going through. Or maybe it might be an early version of the Hogwarts Express. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Hogwarts now. Express with an open bar on it. Because it's like it's like like a it's it's a boring train. Like not a boring train, but it's very, you know, doesn't okay. doesn't look as flashy as the Hogwarts Express. Sure. So Theseus will say that their chances are very slim. We see that in the trailer. Newt gives Jacob a wand in a very, very weird scene in the yeah. trailer. Uh now they all seem to arrive together on a bridge and they see Hogwarts. I don't know how Jacob can see it. Wait, it's so it's a train going to Hogwarts, but it's not the Hogwarts Express is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. I'm going with it. It doesn't sure. look like the Hogwarts Express. No, it Express. doesn't. No, I definitely agree with you. But yeah, it's interesting. I might be wrong. Now there'll be a lot of fan servicing at Hogwarts. We're gonna oh, see yeah. young Mrs. McGonagall. Even though she's not born yet at this stage. <laughs> no, actually she is born now, but she would be a child at this stage. Yeah, well she's in she's in the movie. She's credited. Yeah, she, I know. She, she was in the previous movie as an adult, even though she was born in the thirties. Again, there's gonna be a lot of retconning here. Everyone's yeah. going to be furious. I think J.K. Rowling just forgot how old McGonagall was. <laughs> she does that all the time. Yes. The timelines never make sense. She's just like, wait, this person's a kid here. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, especially when you break down the whole Voldemort timeline. Ugh. Oh, absolutely. Uh, anyway, so uh, McGonagall will be here to give Dumbledore words of advice and wisdom. And, you know, we'll, we'll all enjoy seeing her there. Newt will overtake a professor's class as a bit of, you know, fun. Right. Yeah, he'll just overtake maybe like a little animal or whatnot. And Jacob will do some comic relief stuff. We see that in the trailer. He's hanging out with the kids. Yeah. In the mess hall. In the mess hall. In the great hall. In the great hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like eating with them. Maybe he bakes some stuff with them. (laughs) Uh, baked with the kids. Yes, yes. He gets set with the kids. Now, Dumbledore will call them in and explain the plan. And doing so, he'll create like a magical diagram. Uh, of Grindelwald's castle and where he's at, so he's kind of like yeah. he's the he's the Nick Fury of uh, yes. of this Avengers team. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> 
So they'll go to an elaborate port key, which is going to be located in the room of requirements. Mm-hmm. Interesting because Albus doesn't isn't supposed to know about this until later on in the books. But you know, who he cares? Has his eyes closed and he's going la 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 la. We're gonna we're gonna you know wreck on that as well. And they use this to travel to Brazil in Rio Brazil uh, in Rio de Janeiro. One location they're going to visit here is the famous, uh, I'll say famous, but the- the Christ the Redeemer, which hasn't been built yet? No, 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 no. The equivalent of Hogwarts in Brazil, which I believe is called the Castillo- Castillo. Castillo Bruxo? Bruxo? My Uh, Spanish is not great. So, what is that like? Vampire's Castle or something like that in Spanish. I don't know what Bruxo is, but it, that's what. I don't the, know if you're butchering that or not. That's I probably am, but that's what the school is called in. It's C A S T E L O B R U X O. So there, Grindelwald will Bruxo. His pop, mm. his popularity seems to be building here. We see banners running around the streets and whatnot. So Grindelwald will be there making a grand Adolf Hitler like speech. He's going. So this is in Brazil. It is in Brazil. Okay. Yes. Okay. Which is one of the filming locations there. Uh, they will. So our our heroes will fight some bad wizards. What some of those bird things will appear at a certain point. Those teleporting bird things. Just when it looks like they've caught Grindelwald, he disappears. Yeah. They have a look around in it, and they realize it's clear that he has gone to Berlin. Yep, Germany. So I've just breezed over that whole <laughs> sure Brazil scene there, uh, which I think will be a, a middle portion of that movie. So, Dumbledore will be brooding and McGonagall will give him a pep talk about doing the right thing. So, he's just back at Hogwarts. Back at Hogwarts. we're flashing back to Hogwarts. Okay. He's been at Hogwarts this whole time. So, Dumbledore will decide he's going to be a man of action now, but before leaving, he will visit his brother and he'll promise his brother that he'll avenge his sister and give his brother the blood pack, that little chain that he's got. And before he leaves, his brother will say, off to save the world again. Yes, he is. Even though that happened earlier in the movie. Not in my well. Not in your plot. Well, I guess it could happen early in the movie, but I decided to throw it in. Because he's here. wearing the same jumper as the previous scene that you described. He just has one jumper gear. Okay, fair enough. I thought originally it was going to happen at the early in the movie, but you're just content to be wrong. Yeah, I'm going to change my mind and say it happened early in the movie, but this dialogue no, does no, happen because no, it is important okay. to my plot. Now, back in Berlin, the team is going to split up. Now, when I say the team, I think it's Theseus, it's Newt, it's Newt's assistant that I never really go into her. It's the it's uh, Lily. What? Newt's sister? No, 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 not Newt's sister. Newt's assistant and- Oh, um, Bunty. Bunty, and it is the the school- She does not look like she's going to be important. She looks like she's just there to sort of like help them out. Yeah, she's going to be there along the ride. She's not really there in the action scenes, so- No, I definitely agree with you there. And it's going to be the school teacher as well. I don't know if it's going to be that that uh, that other guy who was chasing Lestrange. He's, I think he might be involved as well. But that's, who's, that's who our party is going to Yusuf. be. Yusuf. Yeah, that's right, Yusuf. So they're going to split up. Now, Theseus and Newt are going to go through a cave system to get to Credence. And Jacob- What's and Credence doing in a cave? Just hanging out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's, he's there in the, uh, in the trailer. Is he? Uh, well, that's what it looks like to me. The cave is actually underneath the castle. That's that's the whole deal here. And this is in Berlin. This is in Berlin. That's sure, right. Okay. And Jacob, does the castle have nice tapestries? <laughs> I hope so. Jacob and the rest of the gang are going to try to get to Queenie because these are Grindelwald's two biggest supporters. They're like, maybe we can appeal to them. Maybe we can get them. Maybe we can get information. Wait, Queenie is one of Grindelwald's biggest supporters now. Yeah. Okay. She's stepped up a lot since the previous movie. Isn't she at the at the in the second movie now? Correct me if I'm wrong because I didn't watch it. He, she joins Grindelwald, right? She does. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's he, he had a lot of followers. Yeah. So, why is, like, his most recent recruit suddenly his second in command? Because who reads minds? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Who's really useful? Not Queenie. I think Queenie is, yeah. Sure, okay. This is your plot. Yeah. 
So anyway, uh, Jacob and the others will attend a party that Queenie's in. Mm-hmm. Is this in Berlin still? This is in Berlin okay. still. And they will try to, or he will try to appeal to Queenie, try to bring her back, but she'll appear cold He's and like, distant. check out my wand. <laughs> it's just like, oh, that's a big I one. I got a big wand. Yeah. Uh, she'll be able to read mine still, so she'll know Jacob is going to be like, there. like, I now I know your whole plan. I can tell <laughs> Grindelwald. Oh, don't, please don't. <laughs> don't, don't think about it. I'll wear the, uh, I'll wear the Magneto helmet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so there's going to be a huge chaotic scene where Queenie will, you know, throw up the tables with magic and Jacob will try to use his wand to stop it but you know he's not a wizard so he can't do anything now back useless why is he even there (laughs) Uh, now back with Newton Theseus they're going to have this whole scorpion scene that we see in the trailer where they're kind of crawling in and they see these crabs and Newt Scamander does a funny dance (laughs) to to, to blend in with the crabs and a scorpion appears it's going to be a huge action scene anyway you know we know it's going to happen anyway eventually they see Credence Credence is with a phoenix for some reason and they have a fight scene with him now Credence will escape he'll go through a door which will uh, exit the cave and it'll actually be we'll see it's connected to the castle which Jacob and everyone are at oh wow what a coincidence what a coincidence I know right who wrote this me um and it'll also be the castle. Well, there's actually precedent to that theory because there was literally a point in the second movie where all the characters just happened to be in the same cemetery at the same time. And I'm like, wow, what a coincidence. Yes. So who's to say that they won't do that again? Yeah. And I, I think uh, Grindelwald will have a, like a castle hold up here, which is what this whole place in Berlin yep. is. Interestingly enough, he does. They do establish that he has a like a castle, mm. but it's not in Berlin. Right. So, you know. Well, he's going to have places he's got, all around. He's got castles all over the world. He's, he's building. He's building his uh, his empire almost. Sure. There's going to be a huge fight scene with all of them, and they're going to spill out on the Berlin streets. <laughs> okay. As is standard of many D plots. When all there's going to be a tank. <laughs> I hope so. A magic tank. That'd be sick. Oh. Could fly. Well, okay. Could so you imagine that flying magic oh, tank? Let me change my plot. Okay. Flying magic tank. So there's a flying magic tank. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Just throw that in there. So, when all seems lost, suddenly Dumbledore appears. Ta-da! Yep. He arrives up on top of a hill with the Riders of Royal yes! behind him. He comes flying in, like, yes, bearing a absolutely, light. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Credence and Dumbledore will have a fight. Uh, Credence will let out all his anger towards Dumbledore. Remember, he is Dumbledore's brother, after all. Yeah. All, you know, forgotten about. He's Aurelius. Brother. Aurelius, brother of Dumbledore. <laughs> Dumbledore will beat him, but not kill him. Credence will beg for his death from his brother, and Dumbledore will tell him that they are not actually related at all. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not like time this has happened to me. And it will be revealed at this point that he's not a Lestrange, he's not a Dumbledore, he's actually a misunderstood child orphan. Nobody, nobody important at all. Certainly not a riddle or and anything. And his like name that. is Tom Riddle. Oh, really? Now, this twist will make everybody angry as it goes against all the pre-established lore about him going to Hogwarts. Him his, also not being born at this he's point. He's not being born at this point, etc., etc. I've seen- him meeting Dumbledore as a child. I've seen- Yes, exactly. I'm just retconning this all. Him going to Hogwarts. I think- Oh my God, you are so wrong, I Matty think D. they're going to do this. You if are they, so wrong. If they don't do this, it's going to be Dumbledore's- Well, they're not going to do this because you're wrong. They're gonna. It's going to be related to Tom Riddle in some respect, but I Maybe think- Maybe he's Tom Riddle's dad. Who knows? Could be. Maybe I've, he's- Oh wait, no, his, his parents were muggles. <laughs> can't, that can't be the case at all. No, no. He could be related to Tom Riddle, but I think, I think just based on the- f- like, Just based on nothing. Just based on thin okay, air. Okay, so based, based on the look of this guy- 
this actor. Oh, okay. And based on I don't like the look of him. He's evil. And based on he doesn't look like Ray Fiennes. Yeah, he doesn't look like Ray Fiennes <laughs> to me. He looks like young Tom Riddle. But I think they're going to build sure, to sure. him being Lord Voldemort. And I think they're just going to be like, you know what? Scrap this pre-existing law. We're just going to do whatever we want. Okay. And everyone will be mad, including me. I am looking so, forward to the actual spoilers episode two years down the track when we do this. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm okay. wrong. Okay. And I probably am. But I just sure. think I just think just based on like storytelling that they're just going to they're going to do this. Grindelwald will then appear. He'll fight Dumbledore and completely, you know, he won't kill him because he can't. Wait, how do they fight with the blood pact? Well, they're not killing each other. But they can't fight. That's the oh, whole point. It's like someone didn't watch the second movie. All right. So somehow through Credence? I don't know. No, some way, some way Dumbledore gets knocked down. I don't know. Somehow. Uh, he'll cockily tell Dumbledore that he can't kill him due to the blood pack. So he can't really defeat him. So here's where we're going to get the reveal that when they uh, when they had a falling out with each other at the age of fourteen, Grindelwald and Dumbledore had a fight, as I said before in the pre in you know early on in the yeah. episode, uh, where Dumbledore accident well you know where they accidentally killed Dumbledore's sister in the crossfire, and this is Dumbledore's yeah. secret. It's the base of his guilt. It's the reason why his brother hates him, and, and it's just the reason they had the blood pact, right? Uh, well, they had the yes, I I believe. So I'm going to have to work this into my plot, yeah. like I said, so. Yeah. I'm so trying to work it they out must as not, They must not have the blood pract at this stage, but yeah, I guess I guess because they, they were dueling and she... Well, maybe I, maybe I was wrong. Maybe they, they were just dueling and, and then the sister got killed for it. But in any case, the blood pact happened, but... Yeah, that that's the this whole revelation is going to be the case here. Yeah, it makes sense actually that they wouldn't have a falling out at this stage. I think that happens later. So, but in any case, the the sister is. Wait, dead. wait. Okay, so I'm really confused now. Yeah. So what what is this deal here? Can you break it down succinctly without going like back and forth? Yeah. Just so I can understand from my plot. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, well, I'll take elements of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I th- I think it was a duel that happened between Grindelwald and Dumbledore, and it might have been like sure. a light-hearted duel. A light-hearted duel, like they're just sparring. That it's like, ha ha. Yeah, actually, that's not too dramatic. So we'll say it's actually a duel, and then his sister. Got Why killed. are they fighting? I don't know. Just got they had a falling out. Okay, fair enough. And his sister got killed trying to protect them. Sister was there. Okay. And all of a sudden, like one of the things ricocheted and killed the sister. Yeah. Okay. Right. So just as all hope is Wait, lost. Well, that's terrible. Yeah. Oh wow, that is the, well. That would be dramatic. It would be dramatic. Okay, cool. So just as I'm all hope that. is lost, uh, a snitch flies in. Goes to Dumbledore. Dumbledore opens it up, and it is revealed to be the broken blood pact. Okay, now, go with me. Go Ooh. with me here. So no- normal wizards get letters via like owls. Get the information via owls. But Albus Dumbledore, no, he can't be normal. He just gets everything via snitch. Well, magic snitch. In the book, the snitch is like used as a way to uh, give people important pieces of information. Right, that happens in. Uh, does that happen in the Goblet of Fire? I think. Something like that, but you know, yeah. it's a very secure way, and it's and it and it's locked by flesh, I think. So it's only the person that's made for can okay. open it. I did not know that, but sure. Uh, anyway, anyway, so go with me here, right? This is this is a real. This, I've made a lot of leaps here, but this one is a big one. So Dumbledore's brother was there the night the sister died. He was part of this duel. Okay. He also has the same, <laughs> the same blood as Dumbledore, right? Okay. And in some way, it is revealed that there will be a loophole that will allow Dumbledore's brother to destroy the pact because he was there when the pact was made. He was there when the incident happened. But then what would prevent Dumbledore from just breaking the pact himself? He can't do it. It has to be somebody of his blood. Wow. What a loophole. (laughs) Then the blood pact needs to be destroyed in this movie. I don't know how they're going to do it, but this is my best, best guess, best guess. But essentially, Dumbledore is now free to have a fight scene, a fight scene that we've waited 12 years to see. I really wanted to see this in the original movies. I thought they really lost 
uh, an opportunity to do that. But, you know, we're going to have it. And just then, Jacob is going to appear to stop Grindelwald. And he's, you know, from, like, killing Dumbledore. And Grindelwald will mock Jacob because, you know, he's not a wizard. He's a muggle. Yeah. yeah, he's a muggle. Jacob will fire his wand because he has to do something useful with this fucking wand. Uh, and, and, you know, it surprises Grindelwald. And Grindelwald will, like, you know, evaporate with his cronies and with uh, Credence and Queenie. Or apparate, yeah. Yeah, disappear. Saving this climax for another movie. So, in the, in the, there's all this chaos. There's destruction everywhere. Dumbledore will say to the others, this is just the beginning, but the blood pact is over now. So... We can look forward to some interesting things to happen in the future. Yeah, because nothing interesting happened in this movie. No, nah, nah, and we'll see Grindelwald in all his glory spouting some more hate. And that is my plot, sir. There you go. How confident are you? None. I'm not confident at all. Okay. I have no idea what's going to happen in this movie. I had such a hard time. I think that's a very sensible way to approach the movie, to be honest. Thank you. I don't know how well it's going to pan out for me. But yeah. we shall see. Well, at least you're not going in going, you're like, I'm super confident <laughs> with this one. Now, let me just say my plot, quite like yours, is a mess. I have no real idea what's going to happen in this movie. You know, I didn't want to be too cocky with Matty D's plot because literally I don't think either of us have a really good idea. So it's going to be one of those circumstances. I feel like I say this every week now. It's going to be one of those circumstances. If, if I'm on the right track, I'll be happy. But I know I'm not going to be that close to the movie. Mm. So I started off my plot with some uh, overall predictions. So just some generalized predictions that I couldn't really like weave into the narrative. But it's just going to speak to the movie itself. So my first one was more so than the previous two Fantastic Beasts movie. This movie will lean heavily on stuff that we've seen in previous Harry Potter movies. And will rely on nostalgia to carry the movie rather than the plot itself. So it's going to be very much like, remember this bit, remember this place, remember yeah. these characters. And it's just going to be, you know, like a, a like a lesser Star Wars movie mm-hmm. where it's just, just like running on nostalgia rather than standing on its own two legs like the first two movies attempted to do. Yeah. More so the first one than the second one. That's a pretty safe bet. So I also thought that even though Newt Scamander is the main character of this series, the filmmakers will really want to have Dumbledore be the protagonist of this movie. So Newt won't do much of note during this movie at all. And the Muggle Jacob is only in the movie to act as an audience surrogate because in every Harry Potter movie, there's always a character who is impressed slash confused by magic. That was (laughs) Harry's role in the previous movie. So even though he was in the Wizarding World, you know, five, six, seven years, there were still points where he's just like, whoa, magic, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, I know. He's there for ages. You you live here, Harry. Why are you still impressed by this? Why are you still shocked and confused? Like in the... uh, the last Harry Potter movie. He's about movie. to graduate from Hogwarts and he's like, what's that? <laughs> whoa, magic, whoa. Like in the fifth Harry Potter movie, there's a scene in it where like they go to the Order of the Phoenix and like there's houses that separate and there's like a secret house in between. He's standing there with his mouth open. I'm like, Harry fucking Potter, you fought a guy with a face on the back of his head and you're still impressed by magic. Dude, you literally like were in a bus that shrunk. Yes, exactly. And uh, yeah, so Jacob is just going to be the one who's, you know, the audience surrogate. And so anytime something whimsical happens he's just like oh magic even though he's been in two adventures at this point and should be well familiar with it but that's the whole reason he's in the movie i don't know why i'm harping on this but you know (laughs) i feel like he should be getting used to it at this point yes there was something that always annoyed me about the (laughs) the other harry potter movies right all right so i also thought that there are too many characters in this movie just looking at the cast oh there are and as a result most of these characters will feel like they're just along for the ride and won't have much to do aside from like a scene here or there there doesn't need to be this many characters no. in the movie. You could boil it. Look at the original movies. They had three main characters who would go on most of the adventures together. That works in a movie format. Having 15 fucking main characters plus bad guys rolling around is always a bad idea. And it always makes for messy filmmaking. And yeah. 
are we really going to care about all of these characters? Yeah, like it's not like we really want to know what happens to these characters, right? Like, no. A lot of these guys are just like... Like Yusuf, who gives a shit? Yes. Why is he even here? Yes. He's finished everything he needs to do in that previous movie. Sure, like, you know, introduce a new character who's interesting, but we don't, you know, just core it down to three main characters, please. I know this is not going to happen, but... Like, I didn't see the second movie, but is does Theseus really need to be there? Uh, yeah, in a way, but... Yeah, okay. I'll get into why he's there in my plot. So, I also said the tone of the movie will be a confused mess and it will feel like they're not sure whether they want to make a family fun adventure movie, a slapstick (laughs) comedy, or a dark and serious drama with wizards. (laughs) And that's just my overall prediction. So, let's get into the real meat and potatoes, the plot of my plot, the, the, the meat of my plot. So, of course, like all movies, this movie has to start off with a flashback to younger versions of our characters. Now, I originally had it in my plot. This is actually in here. I was going to have Albus Dumbledore and Grindelwald making the blood pact. Okay. That's a good one. So, that's still there, but given the information you gave me about his sister, what I think will happen now is we have Dumbledore and Aurelius. Maybe it's established that they have this relationship, but then they get into a fight over like a petty thing. Maybe Grindelwald... Um, I said Aurelius, that's his brother. So, Grindelwald and Dumbledore are established as younger people. They get into a petty argument. Maybe Grindelwald slept around. Dumbledore was jealous. (laughs) So, they get into a tussle, a magical fight. And I think that Dumbledore's sister, you said she can't control her powers, right? Where have we seen that before? Credence. Credence, exactly. They're related. Why couldn't she be an Obscurus as well? Is that what they were called in the first movie? Yes, that's what they were called. So, she unleashes like Credence did in the first movie. She goes, she loses control. She starts destroying stuff. And this sort of like breaks up the fight, of course. And then- uh, maybe, you know, because she can't control it, she ends up, like, destroying herself during her rampage. Right. They're distraught because of this. They're like, well, we can't have the- We can't lose any more family members. We can't lose any people we care about. So, let's make this blood pact. We'll never fight again. And since we're the, the world's most powerful wizards, everything will be all G. Just as long as one of us doesn't turn evil, <laughs> you know, what could go wrong? So, that's that was my whole retconned beginning okay. of the movie. And so, I didn't have to change too much, but that's just my theory. So, mm-hmm. Sister is an Obscura. She kills herself accidentally. Uh, Dumbledore and Grindelwald feel like they're responsible. They make the blood pack. So, originally, what did you think the secret of Dumbledore, the secrets of Dumbledore was alluding to? Um, or did you think it was just a title? Yeah, I didn't think about it in great detail, to be honest. And I, didn't, I guess I didn't really know. It's a secret. So... <laughs> Secrets aren't supposed to be shared. It's the secret of Monkey Island we'll never know. All right. So, we jump forward to modern day, which of course is the late 1930s or maybe mid to late Mm -hmm. 1930s, where we're reintroduced to Newt Scamander, who is in an expedition in China. Newt is traveling across a lake on a bamboo raft. Oh, there you go. trusty bow truckle. So, So he's in China here. Yeah. It's not in Louisiana. It's in China. And as they make their way through the Chinese countryside, they find a Chinese dragon. Do you like how I keep inserting Chinese (laughs) just to really rub it into you? So, after an action-packed scene with Newt flying around in the air with the dragon, Newt manages to capture the dragon in his suitcase as is standard. But Newt is soon attacked by Credence, who will prefer to be called Aurelius in this movie since, you know, Credence is his muggle name. I don't want to be called by my muggle name, Mm -hmm. so he just wants to be called Aurelius. And he's joined by two nameless wizard goons who want to know where they can find Dumbledore. So, they're like, Newt, you know where Dumbledore is. You visited him in the last movie. Where where can we find him? Mm Mm-hmm. So, Newt is almost entirely useless as a fighter, as we saw in the previous two yeah. movies, but manages to get away safely with his suitcase by the skin of his teeth. <laughs> so, the movie now decides that it wants to go back to being a dark drama, and we visit Grindelwald in his castle in Austria. Grindelwald now looks and acts completely differently, 
But just like in the first movie, it's explained as he's just in disguise. He's just like, oh, I'm in disguise so people don't find me as easily. Cause, yeah, because you know, I guess they've I'm a wanted man. That. They've established that in the movie. So. I killed a whole bunch of people at the, <laughs> the end of the previous movie. So, And you're never going to see my real face ever again. Yes, exactly. So it's just going to be hand waved away. So Aurelius returns from China. So he... And tells Grindelwald that he still hasn't found where Dumbledore is. And Grindelwald reminds Aurelius, as well as the audience, that Dumbledore is Aurelius's long-lost brother and that Dumbledore is destined to kill Aurelius. So he's oh. just like, the, the pages of time have spoken and, uh, you know, if Dumbledore has a second brother, he has to kill him. I don't know, something stupid like that. So this prophecy isn't necessarily true, but because Aurelius is an idiot and believes anything <laughs> that the evil Grindelwald tells him, he believes it. Yeah. So the baby phoenix that Matty D didn't mention... That Aurelius received at the end of the previous movie is now it's now grown into an adult. I mentioned it in the cave. Okay. That's what I meant. And Phoenix. Aurelius calls him Forks. Oh, it's Forks from, you know, Harry Potter, of course. You know, there's tying in nostalgia right yeah. there. So we know from the the previous lore, right, that uh, the Phoenix, well, Forks specifically, comes to a Dumbledore or two characters in time of need. Yeah. So in the previous movie, he got the egg with the, the Phoenix in it. Because he was, you know, it was his time of need. And now it's grown up and it's just, it sort of hangs around him. Right. He got, he got that in the second movie? Yeah, that's right. Right. I didn't know that. So, on a side note, Queenie now works with Grindelwald. But since she can't really do anything useful beyond reading minds, of course, she'll just appear in the movie from time to time to uh-huh. lurk around in the background looking sad and reading the occasional mind when required. Different actor, right, as well? No, it's the same actress. Is it the same actress? Yeah, she's well, just, she looks different. She's just done up all nice. <laughs> So, shaken from his experience in China, Newt returns to England and reunites with his brother Theseus. So, Theseus is still distraught from the death of Catwoman in the previous movie, (laughs) and he has sworn revenge against Grindelwald. It's the same actress. Right. Zoe Kravitz. So, they decide that Dumbledore is the best person to go to, since he's the only wizard powerful enough to defeat Grindelwald. Making sense so far? It is making sense. So, through various means, Newt and Theseus learn that Dumbledore is hiding in the village of Hogsmeade, as we already discussed in your plot. So they travel to the tiny snow-capped village, there you go, and enter the Hogshead Bar, or you said the Hogshead Inn, where, I think it is the Hogshead Inn, but I, you know, Inn Bar, same thing, Mm -hmm. where they meet Dumbledore's prickly other brother, Alberforth. He's got so many relations, this Dumbledore guy. The Dumbledores, (laughs) they they had a lot of sex. So, yeah, Daddy and Mummy and Dumbledore just couldn't keep their hands off each other. So, Alberforth is overly cynical, obviously due to the, the death, as you explain in your plot, of their sister, what was the sister's name, Ariana? Yep. Lots of A names, and he doesn't seem to have a lot of respect for Dumbledore, but we know that deep down, he does really care for him. They don't seem to like each other, but, you know, essentially he's like, I'm not a fan of you, Dumbledore. My, I'm Dumbledore too. I'm not a fan of you, Albus, but, you know, I don't want to see you get hurt. So the two brothers, as in the two Scamander brothers, meet Dumbledore here in the bar and ask him what their next step should be. Dumbledore reveals that he has attempted to break the blood-packed vial, but the magic is too powerful that surrounds it, and Grindelwald is now aware that Dumbledore is coming for him. So he's attempted to break it. It's turned from blue to red. And because he tried to interfere with it, it means like, you know, there's a ripple. And Grindelwald's right. like, oh, Dumbledore's trying to break the blood pact. That means he's trying to come and kick my ass. Do they each have a blood pact or is Dumbledore? It's just the one. Right, it's just, just the, the one, one from what I understand. So he got the blood pact amulet from Grindelwald and gave it to Dumbledore. Does Newt, that, Newt, that is. Does Dumbledore pick up an axe and go, let's just smash it and be done with it? <laughs> no. So he just explained that, you know, he got his wand out, he waved it around a bit, and it turned red, and it's like, oh, shit, that's not good. So Dumbledore explains that he recently got some distressing news. Someone came and passed on a message that Grindelwald is planning an anti-muggle rally in Berlin. There we go. I've tied Berlin in as nice. well. It was on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> Since war tensions are rumbling in Germany, because we're leading up to World War II, 
Dumbledore is worried that Grindelwald may be planning to stage an attack against the German muggles in an attempt to prevent Hitler from rising to power. And that's a bad thing? So, in the second movie, Grindelwald reveals that he's seen the future and he sees that World War II is going to happen. And his whole ideal is that, like, if we kill the muggles before they can kill the six million Jews, we're going to save them by killing six million muggles. Hold on, that plan doesn't work. It was a stupid plot point. Right. You didn't realise so, that was No, the thing? I did not. So, you know, like, terrible means, but I guess his heart's in the right place, yeah. right? Yeah. I think it's just his excuse for just right. wanting to go over and take over the muggle world. So, he's sick of the muggles just, you know, killing everything with their warfare and their so, destruction. He's like, no, let's just kill them. Yeah. So, the reason that Queenie joined him, essentially, was because she saw, like, the destruction that the muggles were going to wreak through World War Two and through, obviously, through Grindelwald's vision. And that's like, you know, I can't let that happen to, to people. I thought she was manipulated to believe the only way that she could be with Jacob was if she joined Grindelwald. Yeah, because she's not allowed to marry him because he's a muggle. Right. And so, if there's no, like, muggles around, or there's no, like, muggle laws... Uh, oh, wait, that doesn't make sense either. Yeah, because he's against muggles, right? So, he wouldn't be for them marrying. And I read that in the, in yeah. the Wikipedia page. And well, I it, I did, like I said, I didn't really understand what was going on in that. <laughs> All right, so, anyway, we, we'll move on. Moving on. So... Dumbledore tells Newt and Theseus that he's planning to put together a team of Avengers to prevent Grindelwald's plan. Of course. And that they should meet him in Berlin in one week. We now cut to New York, where we meet up with Jacob once again. Jacob is clearly distressed that Queenie has turned to the dark side since he's lost a considerable amount of weight since the previous movie. He's yeah, he does. You can't touch his pastries. <laughs> it's just too sad. So Jacob is approached in his bakery by Hogwarts professor Lally Hicks, who tries to convince Jacob to join the Wizard Avengers. Jacob initially refuses to help, but Lally convinces him that Queenie needs his help. There you go, exactly like in your plot. Meanwhile, Dumbledore meets up with Grindelwald in a diner, Maddie D's favourite film location. They've got diners in the wizarding world, very nice. Yeah, well they have diners in the real world and they just go to one of those. And Grindelwald offers for Dumbledore to join him in his evil plan, because that happens in every movie, as you know. Dumbledore refuses, and Grindelwald tells him that he will go ahead with his plans with or without Dumbledore. He's like, I don't need you here to succeed. I'm going ahead without it. Grindelwald burns down the diner, and it's revealed that the two only met telepathically. Ah. So they haven't physically met, they've just met in like a spiritual plane. Right. Can they do that? I don't know. (laughs) I made it up. Magic! That whole scene was essentially made up. I just put it in there to poke fun at you. (laughs) (laughs) So, Newt brings his trusty assistant, Bunty Broadacre, who now does almost everything for Newt, sort of like an underpaid maid, and Newt and Bunty meet Theseus at a train station where they board a train bound for Berlin. It's a boring train. It's a boring train. It's not a Hogwarts Express. (laughs) No, it's not. And they're going to Berlin anyway, so, you know. So, here on the train, we meet the various other members that Dumbledore has recruited into his little Order of the Phoenix, if if you will. And we have the two Scamander brothers... Their assistant Bunty, Yusuf Kama from the previous movie, Lally Hicks, and the muggle Jacob. So Theseus wonders why Dumbledore has recruited a muggle to help them out, but Jacob slams his hand out on the table and says, Hey, that's our word, forcing Theseus to refer to Jacob <laughs> as M word Jacob for the rest of the movie. <laughs> well, they call him a non mage, right? In the, that's in the right. American world. Because that feels like less offensive than calling him muggle. Because to me, like, referring to like any group of people that's different to yourself by like a, a little almost cruel nickname seems a little racist to me. It does. So I've always had an issue with them just like, oh, I don't like being called mudblood. That's offensive. But, you know, we're just called non-magic people muggles, and that's fine. Well, uh, they do have muggle studies, right, at Hogwarts. Yeah, that's right. So it's, apparently it's okay. Maybe, you know, they're just going to call them native non-magic users <laughs> in the future. <laughs> anyway, so Newt produces a magic wand that's preloaded with spells and hands it to Jacob. 
telling him that Dumbledore wanted him to carry it. So the spells that the wand produces are basic and mainly harmless. And I'm, I'm doing like a, a magic wand gesture with my hand as I talk about this. But even a non-magic person can use it to defend themselves. So okay. it's not like you never really went into how this works. Like how is Jacob have- as a non-magic person able to wield a wand successfully? Don't know. Do not know. So in my version, it's a magic magic wand <laughs> preloaded with spells. Okay. You don't need to be a wizard to use it, and you know anyone can use the wand. It's a buffed out, right? Nice. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Exactly. I like. I like that. You're probably right there. So Jacob repeats a joke from the first and second movie where he drinks the magic alcohol that makes him laugh. Ha! You love that joke, don't you? I love that joke. Yeah. It never gets old. So in Germany, we see that political tensions are mounting, and the movie will attempt to portray Grindelwald as a wizard Hitler. We've already discussed this. So Grindelwald holds a wizard rally in Berlin where he arrives in a fancy car and makes a rousing speech to all the wizards about how their time has come once again. Uh, here we go. So the wizards eat up Grindelwald's speech and fire his symbol into the air with their wand. So it's going to be like, uh, it's going to reference like the swastika, the yes. symbol that the Nazis yes. used to use. And it's going to be like the Grindelwald version of that. Yeah. So the rally goes well, everyone's cheering like he's Charles Foster Kane and up they fire the symbols. We, we see that in the trailer. It's very similar to the-, the Death Eater sp- bit. Yeah, exactly. So after the speech, our heroes see that Grindelwald and his followers have gathered at a fancy party. So, of course, this is still in Berlin. Mm-hmm. You can see where this is coming together. Yes. Jacob spots Queenie at the party and rushes in like an idiot with his wand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob makes a fool of himself in front of the evil wizards and creates chaos by starting a thunderstorm indoors. So he tries to do like a spell that will, I don't know, stop Grindelwald and instead a thunderstorm comes out. And it causes enough chaos that, you know, the party's just, it just becomes a mess. So he ruins the party. That's right. So in the confusion, Grindelwald and the evil wizards get away. So they're like, oh shit, they're here to stop us. Jacob has ruined this for everybody. And they leave. Mm. So our heroes return to Hogwarts, where we're treated to all the iconic imagery, including a seeker chasing around a magic snitch on a broom for no reason at all, <laughs> just to get in that nostalgic fact. Is that Harry Potter, huh? <laughs> it could be. There's no Quidditch game going on. Why is there a child just chasing a, <laughs> a seeker like a... A, a, a magic snitcher. I was wondering when you were going to bring Hogwarts into this. Yeah. So they meet up with Dumbledore in the Great Hall and Jacob shows off his wand to some young girls, but he doesn't let them touch it. Because that would be... What the... <laughs> Why did you say it like that? <laughs> so Dumbledore tells the Order that Grindelwald is gathering dark wizards at a sacred temple in Bhutan, which of course is the country that borders India and China, and he fears that they may be planning yet another attack. I saw that credited in the locations and I couldn't work. And you're like, I'm going to put in Brazil, which they've already said they (laughs) decided not to include in the movie. Okay, well, (laughs) there we go. Since they need to get there fast and nobody can teleport in Hogwarts, except in the previous movie where they could, they need to find a port key that will transport them to Bataan. Sound familiar? Does. So the order travels to the Room of Requirement, where they find Bunty has packed several suitcases full of defensive weapons. So in the center of the room hangs a port key, which appears as a large ornate bell. Mm-hmm. So there you go. We're on the same page yes. there. So they fast travel to Bhutan, where they find themselves in an ancient wizard city below a large impressive temple. As the order works their way through the town, they're suddenly attacked by, of course, evil wizards. The Gestapo of the wizarding <laughs> world. So Lely casts a spell, which knocks several crystal balls on the ground, tripping up the evil wizards. So she also has a suitcase which is full of trap books. So the the, uh, evil wizards, they open it up and it's full of books that start rumbling and they shoot out pages Uh which swarm the bad guys and get them as well. So Theseus, Lally and Yusuf work together to fight off the evil wizards, defeating them all one by one. One gets trapped in a wall. Yeah, I saw that. That's weird, (laughs) hey? He's probably there forever. He's probably there today. Oh my God, that's that's horrifying. Yeah. Dumbledore and Jacob end up working together to fight the evil wizards and Jacob manages to foil a couple of them with his wand. 
you know, proving himself useful, kind of like in your plot again. Yeah. Because they couldn't work it in anywhere else at all, at this point, Newton Theseus go into the ancient temple, because they need to go in there, and find a giant creature that Grindelwald plans to use in his attack. The scorpion. The scorpion creature, yeah. Whatever that thing is. So, he knows it's here in the temple, and presumably he's going to take it and unleash it on the muggles. Right. And, you know, wipe a whole bunch of them out okay. here in Bhutan or wherever. He could, he could teleport the monster wherever he wants to go. Mm. So, in the dark tunnels, they come across a swarm of scorpion-like crab people. Crab people, crab people, walk like crab and taste like people. <laughs> Hope you get that reference. And they're forced to crab walk to get past them. So <laughs> swivels their hip. It's really hilarious. The we audience, all laugh. The audience cannot stop laughing. They can't breathe because, you know, how funny it is. <laughs> And we move on. So, Theseus and Newt soon come across the giant creature, which attempts to sting them with giant scorpion tails. So, it's sort of like a scorpion, as you described, sort of like a crab, but it's got multiple stinger tails. Mm. Since we remember that this is supposed to be a Fantastic Beast movie, Newt is able to use his skills to tame the creature, foiling Grindelwald's plans. So, maybe he stuffs it inside his suitcase. Look at that. He is useful. Yep, there he you go. He does do something. There you go. Look at that. He's crowbarred in here, but, you know, he is useful after all. So... Our heroes confront Grindelwald in the temple, and Theseus finally faces off with him. So, of course, to get revenge for his his lover dying in the previous movie, Mm -hmm. Catwoman. But Theseus is killed by Grindelwald during the fight, causing Newt to lose his cool. So, Newt goes to use a forbidden curse on Grindelwald. Maybe, you know, he's torturing him. He goes to use, like, Avada Kedavra because he's so pissed off. But his friends prevent him from doing so, and Grindel gets away after declaring war on the muggle world. It's like, our time has come. The war is happening now. Let's let's go. Let's do it. See ya. Poof. Yeah, this is cool because uh, we never see Newt be kind of serious. Useful. Oh yeah, serious. No serious or angry. So well, be I'm good sure to... the death of his brother would bring well, out that's, some uh, emotions. That's w- what would be cool about it. We get to find some layers with this guy. And what else is Theseus going to do in this series? True. Like you said he doesn't need to be there. Yeah, so true. let's kill him off. That's please. a good call. That's a good call by you. And we need some drama for the end of the movie because if nothing happens in this movie, no one's going to want to fucking watch this movie. Yeah, we get the we get the Voldemort reveal. So towards the end of the movie, Dumbledore finally confronts his brother Aurelius in New York, and Aurelius is hell bent on killing Dumbledore. So Dumbledore, of course, doesn't want to fight Aurelius, but he's forced to when Aurelius transforms into his obscurest form and starts blowing up buildings. So of right. course, Dumbledore's going to have some like trauma back to his childhood here, yes. apparently, according to the start of my plot that I just made up. <laughs> but after an impressive fight. Dumbledore has Aurelius dead to rights and holds him at one point. Aurelius tells Dumbledore to get it over with, but Dumbledore refuses. Dumbledore reveals that it was him, Dumbledore, who sent Forks to protect Aurelius and tries to convince his brother that he's being manipulated by Grindelwald. Ah. So, you know, he sent it to... Because he wanted to protect him from Grindelwald and the dangers of what was going on. So he sent Forks... Dumbledore, that is, sent Forks to... In the same way that he sent it to help out Harry Potter in the... What was it? The second movie? Yeah. Did the same thing with Aurelius. So he's like, I, I always had your best intentions at heart, my brother, and you just got to understand that you're being manipulated. Yeah, I sent you a bird. Didn't have the sorting hat or the uh, the sword of yeah, Godric Gryffindor, Gryffindor. Nope. but, you know, good enough. Yeah, exactly. You have a friend. <laughs> so Aurelius doesn't know what to make of this because, you know, he's having a massive crisis of conscience here and he disappears. So staying in New York, Jacob returns to his bakery, sad that he couldn't rescue Queenie. But who should walk through his shop door but Queenie herself who embraces Jacob? So Queenie tells Jacob that she saw the error of her ways and decided to return to the good guys again because she goes, I just realised I can read minds, so why don't I just read Grindelwald's <laughs> mind and realise that he's evil and then I should realise that what I'm doing is stupid and then come back to you and join the good guys. Well done in working that point of the trailer into your plot because I couldn't work it in. I thought it might have been like a memory or a flashback or something, but yeah, yeah, they do hug. 
Yep. So she's back. She's joined the good guys again. We can stop stressing that Queen is on the dark side. So the the Order of the Phoenix is now in a dark place, you know, given the death of Theseus and the start of the, the war. So they need to act fast since war is quickly approaching, not only within the wizarding world, but within the muggle world as well. So World War II is literally just about to happen. Yeah. But Dumbledore has a plan. Since he always has a plan, mind you, none of them have worked so far, <laughs> which sets up for the inevitable sequel. Right. And that is my plot. What's the plan? I don't know. He just says, I've got a plan and we cut to credits. Right. Great. It's like the end of the Italian job. He's hanging over the edge of a cliff in a bus. Great. He's just like, I've got a great idea. And we cut to credits. Great, great, great. And all the writers are just like, what are we going to do? Yeah. They're all, what do you mean all the writers? It's JK Rowling. <laughs> She's just going to be like, oh, I'll just do some stuff, whatever. And that will call it a movie. <laughs> So there you go. Wow. Uh, yes. We're not confident, are we? No. Um, I have no idea what's going to happen in this movie. I just threw some shit together. Man. Messy plots. Looks to be a messy movie. Absolutely. I said at the start that this movie is going to be a tonal mess, and I also think it's going to be a plot mess, because like I said, I didn't know what was going on in that previous movie. So, Well, I was reading about it, and I was confused. I was like, what, it is, didn't make what any is going sense. on? It didn't make any sense, and it was awful. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend anyone watch it. And yeah, now I'm going to have to watch this movie as well. So Yes. But I don't want to, you know, shit on anybody who likes this franchise. I don't want to shit on anybody who likes the Harry Potter franchise because I was there. I was one of you once upon a time. So if you're really excited for this movie, you know, all power to you. In fact, you can even let us know what you think is going to happen in it. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com or you can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram or Twitter or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Yes, if we missed anything from the law or got yeah. anything incorrect, uh, maybe I got the Dumbledore <laughs> backstory wrong. Uh, if we mispronounce or if I mispronounce things wrong, let me know. Yeah. Let me know if we missed any Easter eggs because there's Easter eggs are plenty with this, sure. with this movie. So I do want to hear like a big time fan of this franchise's opinion on what is going to happen because I'm sure it would be completely different to what our ideas are mm. as two sort of like non-fans yeah or like a fake fan and a non-fan <laughs> <laughs> since yes. Matty D refused to shell out to watch the second movie I don't want to pay money for it <laughs> why not I thought you were a fan yeah well <laughs> yeah well okay also I didn't have a lot of time I'm just coming up with all the excuses yep but uh yeah and let us know what you want to happen as well that'd be also interesting to to hear as well so, before we wrap it up for another week, let's discuss what we're going to be covering next week. And it's finally that time. We used to do this once a month. Now, it feels like it's once every couple of months. Yes. It's finally time to take a little break from predicting movies and going back and covering movies that we've covered in the past and come up with our own plot for a change. Mm. So, we're going to do one of our special episodes next week where we come up with a, a, essentially like an original plot idea for a pre-existing franchise. And just from the roll of a die, so we're going to roll a die twice... The first roll of the die is going to give us an idea of what kind of movie we're going to be doing, be that a sequel, a reboot, a prequel, spin-off, or an adaptation. And the second roll of the die is going to select what franchise we're picking from, what sort of movie we're going to be covering. And next week, we'll come back with a fully fleshed out plot uh, for what exactly that will be. We'll find out right now. That's right. We write our own plots here now. Yeah, exactly. So let's give the... I'm going to roll the dice this week. Let's give the dice a little bit of a roll and find out exactly what category we're going to be covering. It fell on the floor. I've got two. Two, which makes it a reboot. A reboot. All uh, right, all right, let's, I'm, gonna, I'm happy to do a reboot. Okay, let's, let's do a reboot. Let's settle with reboot and mm-hmm. let's give it another roll of the die and find out exactly what we're going to be rebooting. It's number two again. Well, 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 well. Now, we did this list a while ago, so... Yeah, we did this list back at the start of 2019. 2019. So, the world has changed a lot since we created this list. But I think this movie is very um, 
Very topical because we're doing a reboot of Star Wars. Really? Okay. Wow, interesting. Uh, we've already done a spin-off of Star Wars, but I guess, you know, that's taking a like the pre-existing franchise and expanding on it. Mm-hmm. But if you were to start fresh, which is exactly what we're going to do next week, if you're taking the Star Wars concept and starting fresh, wow, what would you even do? So I guess, you know, I guess these these sequels were kind of like a reboot in a way, but I guess what we're going to have but to do- But it's in the same universe. It's in the same universe. It's a, it's a, you know, sequel. So I guess what we're doing is we're scrapping it and doing A New Hope again. Yeah, exactly. Or something like that. Or just the whole series, just scrapping it and starting again. So we can use any jumping off point. We don't have to do A New Hope again. We can do any part of the whole universe, but just start from ground zero. So the same characters have to appear, the same basic worlds have to appear, mm. but we can't use anything that's been done in the previous movies. Yes. I mean, you can use... It's a, it's a reboot, so you can use plot elements, you can use characters, as I already said, but you can't use any of the same actors. You're rebooting Star Wars from scratch. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like I said, endless opportunities there. Yep. It's our second time delving into the Star Wars world in one of our special episodes, so yeah. Join us next week for that. We can go anywhere with this. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to take a week just to think <laughs> of what to do. All right, so until we return for our Star Wars reboot... We'll see you next week. Ron was actually black. You said he had red hair. Harry Potter had Down syndrome. What? What does that even mean? Professor Snape was a single mother. All right, stop. Stop. Why are you doing this? Doing what? Listen, it would be fine if the characters were like this originally, but it seems like you're changing them after the fact so you could seem more inclusive and get good press. Oh, um... Okay, I'm sorry, I'll stop. Okay. Thank you. Wait, just one more thing? <sighs> what is it? Guess, um, guess which character is actually gay. What? I said guess which character is actually gay. <sighs> I don't know, um... All of them?